Today is October 13th, year of 2022. Hope everyone is doing well. Sorry for the little bit of a video introduction. I tried to hit that the intro video, and when it went live, you just see me sitting there. So you get like a second or two if it actually shows up. So a little, little comical thing there for you. Hope everybody is doing well today. Today is episode 218 of the Simply Cyber Daily Threat Briefing. Hope you're doing well. I don't think I'm going to say that a lot today for some goofy reason, but hey. Um, I am your special fill-in host, Eric Taylor, with Barricade Cyber Solutions. And over the next roughly 45 minutes, I will be delivering today's top cybersecurity news of the day and provide a debatable expert analysis from a technical standpoint on each of these stories. So what does this mean for you as a practitioner? And if you're looking to break into the industry, it means that you're going to be up to date on the latest things, right? So... You go out there and crush it and smack Carl around for being a goofball. Uh, shout out and thanks to today's stream sponsors, Barricade Cyber Solutions. Most of you folks know me. If you don't, again, Eric Taylor, CEO. When things hit hit the fan and you need someone to come in and kind of figure things out, BarricadeCyber.com. Literally, my calendar is on there. Schedule a call. You know, this is what we do, right? So also shout out to this stream's co-sponsor, uh, co which is Recon InfoSec. If your organization is large enough to have a real cybersecurity concerns, but maybe not quite as large enough to build out a full-fledged security operations capability from the ground up, check out the managed detection and response, aka MDR, offering from Recon InfoSec. Their offering includes the people, the processes, and technology needed to deliver full-spectrum security operations to your organization of any size. Sorry, getting... Got some incidents happening this morning, so um, that's why I'm very chipper. Been up since 4.30 Eastern time this morning. You know, there was a threat actor who got inside of a network, thought that they can get inside of one of our managed networks. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. Um, do us a favor. Please like and share. Please share this content. You know, thanks to, again, like I said yesterday, the folks who are co-streaming this. Uh, Jack Scott with Outpost Gray. And um, we're on ThreatGen and a couple other channels, uh, Jason uh, Mako of ba AKA Bacon. So, you know, definitely shout out to those for helping spread the love, spread this, um, spread this uh, information out there to the most people out there. So if you're live, love it, love it, love it. Thanks for being here. Please do hashtag team live. I've been seeing that in the thread. Uh, Josh Mason, yes, it's Bacon, right? So he goes by Bacon, but his name is Josh. But I don't know. Hooked on phonics never worked for me. Um, oh dear, this is the best. <laughs> What's up, Carrie? But anyway, we'll get. Um, we will just kind of do the whole thing that you know Jerry normally does. I did not have it prepped up yesterday, but I got some of the hoodie and the blowfish, some of the stuff that I grew up with. Um, tomorrow we'll probably do a little bit of nerdcore. But I'm not feeling 
the the need for all ramped up. I think I'm already ramped up enough for everything that we've been doing uh, so far this morning on our side of the house. So some uh, mellower music, if you will, just to help calm me down. But anyway, who's <laughs> going to say hi to chat? If you are on Team Replay and you are listening to the audio version of this thing, you know, just skip ahead. You'll hear me rambling crazy nonsense um, about stuff going on. But until then, I'm going to say hi to everybody in chat. I did not have a chance to go back and watch the replay yesterday. Did we get Worldwide Wednesday? I do forget this one. Oh, 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 oh. There is. I think I'm supposed to do this in the middle of the show. I don't remember. But. Every time I look at you. There is the, the, the meme of the day. I will save that for the middle of the show. When the uh, CISO series is doing their sponsorship, I will bring that up and we will um, show that one. It's a very interesting one. So um, I was not expecting this type of uh, outlay or this type of uh, meme coming. I figured it was going to just be something of Jerry, but uh, Haircut Fish put something together with me. Kind of interesting. Made me chuckle a little bit. So, Haircut Fish, if you're watching this, already giving you a shout out and thanks for that. But anyway, we are now six minutes past the thing or past the hour. So, what do y'all say, ladies and gentlemen? Y'all ready to get into today's daily cyber threat briefing? I see Jerry is in there. Um, Overlay on. It is on. Well, it will be as soon as I go split screen, sir. Because otherwise it just kind of goes goofy. But anyway, sup side seat hosting, sir. <laughs> anyway, let's shut off the music. Let's get this thing going. My system is not, or my setup is nowhere near as advanced. And that also reminds me, Jerry, as you're listening, we would, I know I personally would love an updated view of your setup. I know there probably are some other people, too, because as we try to advance our setup over here, um, you know, uh, good point. Sorry. Uh, no worries, dude. I'm just giving you flack, buddy. Just giving you flack. Anyway, let's get this. Uh, let's get this going. Let's get the overlay going and do a shifty shift. We just have shifted. Sorry. I am freaking hyper. Hyper, hyper. Anyway, here we go. Let's get started with the news of the day. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. It's Thursday, October 13th, 2022. NPM timing attack could impact supply chain. Security researchers at Aqua Security found a way to determine which private packages are present in a GitHub repository. This uses the small time difference in returning a 404 error based on whether the package is private or simply not there. The caching mechanism of NPM's API appears to cause the timing difference. This can vary by a few hundred milliseconds. This opens the door for attackers to create malicious clones or typo-squatted versions of the packages. Ultimately, these clones could make their way into production software and then to consumers. Aqua contacted GitHub on March 8th. GitHub said it could not fix the issue, citing architectural limitations. This is interesting. 
and this is where my ignorance is really going to come in. You know, even though I do, I've done a ton of red teaming before. This one, you know, just because you got a error non-found, you know, and you're manipulating your your ping request, your NT, uh, NTP packets or NPM uh, packets, but MB, I don't typo squatting attack. That's just just something I'm not very up to date on. Right, so I really, I, unfortunately, I don't have a lot to really say about this one, but I can't imagine this thing being, you know, a major issue, right? You know, if you're going to GitHub, you're trying to get a repo of your your favorite developer of choice, and you know, you're not getting it back, you know. I don't know. But the fact that GitHub can't fix it because of architecture, that part does seem a little suspicious. Like y'all don't have the infrastructure to potentially fix this. Uh, what it seemed to be a code issue is what I'm fully suspecting. Um, but sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know again enough about typo uh, squatting attacks to really to really weigh in on this one, right? So this is this would be homework for all of us. So something that we could take away, right? All of us need to learn a little bit more about typo squatting attacks, especially me, to figure out where this actual problem may lie in and will it apply to anything that we do? I know for most of the people that we manage or whatever, we don't allow GitHub. You know, if you try to get a GitHub, you're not getting there. So um, we do have a couple of companies we have to allow it because of developers. They want to get that, but your person your, uh, that you're supporting is not going to be going to GitHub to download stuff, right? So um, maybe that would be a good takeaway that you can implement. Are you allowing GitHub? Has there been any traffic to GitHub? Start blocking it because it's not needed probably, right? Um, so yeah, sorry I couldn't weigh in more on that one. I feel kind of bad. But here we go. Legit software used to spread malicious WhatsApp mod. Researchers at Kaspersky discovered a Trojan lurking in a modified WhatsApp build called Yo WhatsApp. This still provides a fully working app with a customized interface, but grants the Trojan access to full device permissions granted to WhatsApp. The researchers discovered the modified app is spread through several non-malicious apps. This includes ads in app SnapTube and uploaded to the internal store of the video app VidMate. The Trojan can be used to take over an account or cause a user to unknowingly subscribe to services. Yo, 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 what's up? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this this just goes back to, you know, do you have maybe a poten potential EDR on your, you know, your mobile devices? Or some of them are not able to because they're not company owned or anything like that. Um, but know the people that you are, you're downloading, verify the, the people that you, the applications that you're downloading. I mean, I can see where, you know, if you're going, I'm not a user of WhatsApp by any means. Um, I've got enough messaging services. I don't need yet another effing messaging service on my phone or any of my devices. So whatever. Um, but you know, do your homework, making sure you're downloading the proper 
uh, application from a trusted, reliable source. Um, so this is this is definitely I see where it is on the Android, and I know the Google Play Store is a little bit more loose on a lot of their applications that gets published to the Google Play Store. I don't see anything in here for iOS, so maybe this is just a Android situation that has to the you know you got to worry about. So, but yeah, I mean, kind of you know, this is kind of, kind of what the it looks like here's one uh, WhatsApp Plus, maybe another one as well. Um, but this is kind of where you take you know an existing application and you put a wrapper on it, right? So. A lot of threat actors will actually do this. Here, we're going to go for the tangent a little bit. Um, what a surprise with me, right? So, uh, you know, you could take, let, let's just say you are, you, you do flight simulation. We'll take that one because that's one that I've been messing with a lot lately. Um, and I want to infect a bunch of people who may be in the flight simulation world. Um, maybe still credentials for FAA logins, things of that nature. You can wrap your, an ex, another program around it so your core is still running so the end user doesn't think anything suspicious and starts to be able to log and track all that data and everything gets sent off. So, you know, a lot of wrapper applications that are definitely out there. You know, you see that in the Windows world a lot. Um, so definitely be aware. Know who you're downloading it from verify the the actual people that you're downloading so the one thing it's been a while since i've been on android but at least on the ios platform they'll actually tell you who the developer is right there you know underneath the name i thought somewhere on this screen but you'll see who the developer is um so that helps out a lot i thought android did that as well and we definitely have some IOCs here, so you know uh, some nice command and control. So you know your takeaways there as well. Go to this uh, this article, go into your Splunk instance or your SIM, whatever you're doing for your log aggregation, and start seeing if there's been any communication inside of your environment to these domains, right? Of course, change out you know XX to TFT, you know things of that nature. But you know see if there's been any communication. So. That's your takeaway on that one. Trust your providers and check to see if anybody's actually been using this application, you know, for the last 30, 60, 90 days, things of that nature by looking at that web traffic. Mango markets hit by a $100 million hack. The Solana blockchain trading platform certainly experienced an escalation on what happened in the attack. It's out on the evening of October 11th, there was an incident with an attacker draining funds by midday on the 12th, it said market manipulation allowed an attacker to drain about $100 million. Mango said this effectively resulted in a total draining of all equity available and paused withdrawing deposits. The attacker essentially staked out a large position on the blockchain, traded against themselves on other exchanges to inflate prices, and then made a Mango governance proposal on its DAO to waive any criminal investigation to it and not be made liable for any bad debts. I had the market power to vote on this with 99% yes votes. My huh. All right. So this is going to show where I'm not the most advanced person in cryptocurrency. I mean, I deal with it a good amount of bit, but good amount of bit. That was such a bad sentence. Sorry. <laughs> um, I deal with it a fair amount to, you know, talk halfway intelligently about this one, but 
from what it looks like, you know, the Selena, Solona, however you want to pronounce it, blockchain, it's like Bitcoin. It's like um, Ethereum and some of the other cryptocurrencies that are out there. They have their own independent blockchain and then everything kind of rides on there. So um, think of it, you know, if you're in the manufacturing, you've got these belts. So the blockchain is kind of like that belt that everything kind of rides on. So you got your products and your, you know, your boxes and your gears and your doodads and all your sprockets and all that. So, you know, that's kind of like Bitcoin that's riding on that blockchain, if you will. It's conveying that information across um, things of that nature. Um, so it's um, it's interesting to see that an actual trading platform like a Coinbase or a Binance or anything like that is actually able to be on or is actually running on its own blockchain that's kind of that's kind of interesting right um so i do think that this could be you know this could come into massive fraud um you know two accounts were funded from the usdc which is what the 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 us fed is talking about using that particular cryptocurrency as its standard for all cryptocurrency inside of the U.S. If we were to destroy the U.S. dollar, if it will, or if you will, they are talking. The U.S. Fed is talking about using USDC because it stays a one-to-one -one ratio. So, like, if I wanted to pay my employees, I would pay on USDC because I don't have to worry about. Okay, if you get five hundred dollars a week, just to throw out an arbitrary number. Um, you know, on Friday, you get your check deposit of 500, you know, next by Sunday, it could be worth 300 or it could be worth 1800. It's not really a sustainable way of receive payment, but at least by doing USDC, it stays one to one. So a dollar of U US currency stays a dollar of USDC. There's no market fluctuation in that cryptocurrency. So that one is a pretty, pretty particular nice one to do. And you know, um, it's interesting. That whole crypto market is definitely interesting. But yeah, there's if you go back and look at any of the Simply Cyber, there's massive fraud. There's massive you know security issues per se. You know, definitely social engineering for people to get their monies drained. There's been problems with um, trading platforms like Coinbase and Binance, things of that nature. You know, over the even this year and even last year. So you know. If you're wanting to get into the crypto market, you know, just be weary, take your time, learn what you're doing. You know, it's just like any other, you know, stock market advice. You know, don't go investing in a Microsoft or, you know, Dell or HP. And again, I'm not bashing them. I'm just using this example because they're at the top of my mind. But don't go investing into stocks and municipal bonds and municipal. <laughs> the stocks bonds and trade options and things of that nature without doing your homework without knowing what you're going to do same thing with cryptocurrency you know find the block or the uh trading platform that you're able to that you feel like you could trust and you know use a coin that you feel like you can trust so do your homework ladies and gentlemen it's about the best thing to hear right Microsoft adds security and collaboration features to Edge. Yay. Microsoft keeps adding features to its Chromium-based Edge browser, and this time, they're not for e-commerce. The browser will bring typo protection for website URLs, offering suggestions for commonly misspelled sites. This could potentially avoid typo-squatting attacks. 
There's also a new opt-in feature, which will apply the browser's most conservative content settings when on an unfamiliar site. This would, for example, turn off just-in-time JavaScript compilation, among other precautions. Microsoft also added a preview for Edge workspaces, which lets team members share browser tabs. This will allow tabs to be updated in real time. And now, thanks to this week's episode... What? <laughs> Hold on. So they are introducing Edge workspace... That will be just like sharing a document with your team. Uh, does anybody else already see where the security issues may lie on this one? Let's just say, I mean, this is me talking completely outside of my backside here. But if you potentially get a you know, a malicious payload on you and I, you are now sharing your entire browser history with me. I'm watching everything you're doing. This is a new command and control possibility. Mm, I got to do some more research on this one, but this one's got my spidey senses tingling, right? I mean, I don't know. Hopefully there's some security built around this one. You got to, you know, send the request, authorize it. And, you know, you could be able to revoke that type of thing is what I'm hoping. Um, but, I mean, we've got this stuff in Teams already for the most part. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got it into Teams. We've got it, you know, in several – I mean, I know Slack can do it to some degree by – yeah, I think Slack can do it with Google. Well, they partnered with Google if I remember correctly. But, I mean, there's already other ways of doing this. Introducing this into the browser just – it doesn't sit well with me. It really, really doesn't, right? You let me know in, your, in the comments. You let me know, does this make your spidey senses tingle? You know, does this set off like a little bit of red flag, like Danger Will Robinson um, type of scenario while we do this? I'm going to turn on my light because that gummit. So sponsor, no name security. Are you sure your APIs are secure? No Name Security discovers all the APIs running on your network and analyzes them to spot design flaws, misconfigurations, and vulnerabilities. You can even catalog sensitive data and quickly see how many APIs are able to access credit card data, phone numbers, social security numbers, and other sensitive PII data. Learn more at nonamesecurity.com slash posture dash management. All right, now that we've done that, let me get the meme of the day from Haircut Fish. And, yep, that's why I kind of figured what was going to happen. It was going to stop it because I don't run OSB or whatever. Um, so, yep, here we go. So I am going to drop the overlay. I'm going to uh, – we'll do this. There we go. So there is the meme where I am Jigsaw. You may not be able to see it right here, but it says, don't let hackers play a game. Get Barricade Cyber Solutions to help play me. It's, it's pretty funny. It really did make me chuckle a pretty good bit once I was able to ingest it. It's like, this is pretty clever, right? Um, so, again, thanks to Haircut Fish for the meme of the day, or the meme of the week, I guess I should say. Um, I was, again, very surprised to see a meme of myself versus something with Jerry. So... Um, that's pretty cool. Thanks again, buddy. All right. Now let me close this out. And because Restream is goofy, 
make sure that I'm sharing the proper screen. Yep, yep. We'll come here. We'll do the overlay. Hey, we're back. Yay! All right. <laughs> First exemption from U.S. chip equipment ban. Earlier this month, the U.S. Commerce Department announced further export ban advanced chip making equipment to China. This impacted technology up to a decade old and would have made manufacturing DRAM difficult in the country. The memory chip maker SK Hynix confirmed it received a one-year temporary exemption from the new U.S. rules. This will allow SK Hynix to supply its own China-based facilities without additional licensing requirements from the U.S. Commerce Department. It's expected for the U.S. to grant further exemptions to other DRAM makers like Samsung. Okay. You know, I mean, we've seen... Now, this is kind of a little bit of a side change to some degree, right? But it's... We've been seeing a lot of problems. If you've been trying to buy a computer recently or a server or anything like that, you've been seeing recently that it's it's hard to get... You know the chipsets. It's hard to get the chipsets for vehicles, things of that nature. And I know this is DRAM. It's part of your computer, um, things of that nature. And the more manufacturers that you have, or the more people who are manufacturing things, you know, the cheaper the thing will become. You know, the whole supply and demand. You got more supply. Um, you know, prices will come down, things of that nature, right? But um, you know, processors and uh, memory. It's, but it's good to have another manufacturer in the mix, right? So um, I welcome it. You know, I do wonder, you know, because South Korea is, they're known for some some interesting stuff, like China and Russia are. I, I think Korea, South Korea is a, a little bit more stealthy in everything they do, right? So... Will this be allowed in government institutions, things of that nature, if you're in GCC High or you know, CMMC? I mean, I don't know. I mean, not saying that we have any active you know, sanctions against North Korea. You know, we've got the the cameras and everything like that with Huawei and um Yeah, it's hmm. New license revealed. So South Korea is manufacturing these things in China. Okay. Yeah, nothing to see here. The China's known for reverse engineering, effing everything that they get their hands on, and just manufacturing it themselves. So I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, there's nothing to see here, but keep keep your eyes on it. We'll see if this actually helps drop the prices. And if it does, you know, great. We could all use a little bit, you know, lower prices on stuff. I mean, freaking my creamer costs almost five bucks a freaking half gallon now. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, let's keep rolling. Google begins passkey rollout. Google began rolling out support for passkeys to sign into sites and services. This will initially be available on Android for those in the Google Play Services beta and on Chrome Canary builds. Passkeys will require on-device authentication to use initially. Users can store them in the Google Password Manager. A stable launch will come later this year. Android will support passkeys from third-party credential managers in 2023. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Man, I, I know you guys are... I'm sitting here looking at the feed. Nothing is really, really 
freaking small. Let me see if I can blow that up. There you go. Because the the nine to five website, the nine to five Google is very narrow as it is. Um, so sorry about that. Um, yeah, that that's pretty cool. I mean, when it comes to pass keys and the um, everything on your mobile device, I, I really have a, a reservation on that, right? Um, I, I am definitely somebody who is in favor of levels of separations. Some people call it the onion, the security onion, things of that nature. Um, yeah, I don't want my password stored on my form, my, my phone. Um, I don't want my TOTP codes stored in my password manager, things of that nature, right? Um, I don't want my particular mo mobile phone that I'm using of the day. And yes, I do flop floor between Google and Android. Yes, it makes my life freaking hell. Uh, but I don't want to. I don't want that one source, that one device, to be the gatekeeper for everything. So, I mean, will it help the people who don't have the tinfoil hat on, like me, be a little bit more secure? I absolutely think so. It would be interesting to see because they did mention that they. Next year, at some point next year, they're going to. Uh, ooh, beat gun. Sorry, anybody who follows me loves knows I love my trigger. Um, I do think it's going to be cool that they're going to integrate with third-party password managers, like maybe the Password Boss, LastPass, Authy, things of that nature. Um, so they'll be cool to see some of that. So maybe you know, you'll one thing won't be the key to everything, right? So. We'll see. Now, this whole pa using less passwords type of thing is always a very interesting topic. You know, I'm very interested to see how this is going to work uh, long term and how this thing's going to really go out. You know, because I mean, this is, you know, when you take the tinfoil hat like I do a little bit, you know, if my phone breaks, my password manager and my TOTP codes and all that are all on different devices. So, if this breaks, I don't have to worry about trying to back restore from a backup. You know, that's kind of a single point of failure. Oh, I see it in the chat now. <laughs> Phone single point of failure. Yeah, that could very well be. All right. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to OSINT myself, but there's, you know, third-party apps that I use that store, you know, do its own TOTP codes and, you know, testing to make sure I could be able to recover things, things of that nature. If I actually migrated to a new phone, if I wanted to go from an, the current version to a newer version, things of that nature. That's kind of why I use so many different phones, right? To see what tools and everything like that work the best. But yeah, I mean, this is definitely cool. I do love it that the space is moving to it. You know, trying to become, help their users become more secure. Is this the right thing to do? Time will tell, right? But at least it's something, right? So hats off to Google for that, right? Anyway, carrying on. White House strategy, light on cyber details. Prepare for spiciness. Since taking office, the Biden administration implemented a number of policy objectives and executive orders to shore up the nation's cybersecurity initiatives. So with the release of its national cybersecurity strategy, it's a bit surprising to see a fairly sparse mention of cyber in the document. It only highlights the area specifically in a brief segment titled Securing Cyberspace and makes short references to it in relation to challenges presented by China and Russia. 
It does note that threat actors continue to target critical infrastructure and that the government remains at work with allies on standards to improve cyber resilience. Speaking about the document, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said not to look at it as a detailed accounting of every single challenge, but rather a broader brush at how the government hopes to advance American interests. You want to know why? Hold on. Hold on. Here, here we go. We, we got it. We got it. I got to go full screen on this one. Do you want to know why there's no details in there? Because the executive order didn't effing work. If you go back and look at the executive order that Biden pushed out last year, it was a great freaking idea. But when you go line by line and look at it and actually dig into the details of this thing, there were so many effing exclusions and workarounds. And all you had to do is send a notice that you couldn't do MFA. You couldn't implement 90-day password rotations. Give me an effing break. That's why this, this shit doesn't work. Get real. You know, I'm not going to get all political, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy, you know, this may get a little political. I'm happy that at least this current administration, while I don't agree with a lot of things this current administration is doing, that's a topic for another day. You know, they, at least this one is definitely getting more on the cybersecurity, at least on the threat actor side. We've seen more arrest of re-evil and other threat actor groups under at least this administration, maybe part of maybe what the the people underneath Biden are doing behind the scenes and things of that nature. I don't know. But from a White House and a government institu institution of itself, this administration effing sucks. It does. You know, they like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this executive order and not do a damn thing. Right. That, that whole thing has been my hotbed soapbox thing for over a year. It's, it's complete effing trash. It really is. You know, there's been zero reporting on it. Oh, hey, we are not to say this. I mean, I don't want a itemized report on it, but at least some sort of public announcement. Hey, remember that that executive order that we issued last year? We're like 60 percent done. We're 80 percent done with that executive order. Th something like that. Are you seeing any of that information? No, sir. No, ma'am. You are definitely not. Why? Because it's not working. They haven't implemented it, and everything is an effing extension. Carrying on. Sorry if I went too far. Weak passwords still an issue in the cloud. According to Google Cloud's most recent Threat Horizons report, Weak or no passwords were a factor in over 57% of cloud compromises in Q2. The report found that high levels of SSH activity indicates organizations are often using default or no credentials at all when spinning up an instance. The next most common factors, software issues and misconfigurations, accounted for 29.7% combined. Google observed threat groups starting crypto miners once obtaining access, but it notes that organizations should be more worried about threat actors leveraging access covertly down the line. Are security programs drifting from a convention to a resilient strategy? If so, yeah, that's another ad. So yeah, this is gonna be cool. I'm gonna dig into this one. You know, definitely weak passwords. Uh, I don't know what to say except for you know, use a password manager. A lot of times they have it built in to create a secure password. You know, Google is even, you know, we just had a story two, two stories ago where they're, 
implementing their own you know security key i don't know with google having mandiant now and bringing mandiant into the fold um it's going to be interesting to see you know if they're going to go in and actually try to implement you know uh stronger passwords from a security standpoint so it's going to be interesting um you know, if you have a local domain, things of that nature, definitely be putting, you know, procedures in place to audit your hashes for weak passwords and secure passwords. There's a plenty of tools out there that actually help you do that. And you can actually set up your Active Directory if you have an on-premise or hybrid cloud situation where you're not allowed to use passwords of the 10,000 or whatever. So um, that'll at least help make sure you know, some of these passwords are being taken care of. Um, so, I mean, there's just no, look, all right, let's, let's go one thing. All right. If you accept credit cards, you're under, you know what? You're under what compliancy? PCI, PCI compliancy, which is a big freaking joke, much like HIPAA, much like everything else. Um, <coughs> the white house, um, the, but if you're under PCI compliancy because you take passwords or put, take credit cards, weak and default passwords, definitely default credentials are not allowed in PCI compliancy. Did you know that? The more you know. Doo -doo -doo. But yeah, using having devices on your network that run SMB version one are not allowed, right? There, there's a whole standard to PCI, but nobody really audits it they just get they give you a self-assessment and whatever um they run a port scan and i'm like oh you got no open ports and you're past your pci if anybody actually held your feet to an actual pci audit and gone through the framework and make sure that you're you'll start seeing a lot of companies get secured real quickly at least some granularity of security but anyway we are ahead of schedule, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. I do know that definitely make sure you subscribe if you are not. I know Jerry is at Wild Wild Hacking Fest. I'm not sure if he's still on here or not listening to my garbage rambling sometimes. But um, he is slated to go later today and talk about some of the stuff that's going on at World Wild Hacking Fest. <laughs> World Wide Hacking Fest. Try to say that five times fast. Um, I do know when I talked to Jerry earlier in the week, he said, you know, he may hold it. He may not really depends on, you know, kind of what he dug into things of that nature. So if there's a bunch of snippets to come to go away with on the worldwide, wild, wild hack and fest. I'm, I'm not sure why I want to keep saying worldwide, but whatever. Um, from the wild, wild hack and fest, you know, definitely stick around. See um, if he does go live. Maybe he'll push something out in the Discord. Um, so we'll definitely. Oh, we see. I'll go live just to say hi at a minute. There we go. So no matter what, Jerry will be on later today, and we can be able to hear from the fearless leader himself. Let us know what's going on. Um, Worldwide Wednesdays got you messed. Yeah, I think so, Justin. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it's definitely a tongue twister, right? But anyway, um, I have definitely got a boogie. I've already got three cases that we're working on today. And 
like I said, that cyber incident that happened this morning. So I got to go deal with those knuckleheads and, um, you know, maybe unisolate their entire network so they can actually go do something. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to investigate that one. But anyway, stay safe out there. Threat hunt and know your environment. Y'all take care.